We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. I love the testimonies. I love hearing people's story. And then I, what, I, what really truly just, just does, just do it for me is just there where, where they start talking about the hope yeah. and the hope and the declaration that they now have. Uh, it doesn't mean that the world has suddenly gone away and life issues haven't, aren't still being thrown at you. It just means that you can face them differently with Jesus. And then tonight I'm just going to share, um, th- I have planned three stories, but it is the 5 p.m. and who knows what could happen. Um, and and uh, I want to just share three stories on, and, and hopefully they're going to encourage you. And then at the end, I'm just going to pray. And I just, I'm praying that the Holy Spirit's going to do something in your life. Is that cool? But let's pray first as well. Lord, we just thank you for who you are to everyone here. And I thank you, Jesus, that you died and you rose again for every single person on the face of the planet. Lord, that is amazing to even can try and comprehend. But Lord, I just thank you right now that you died for every single person in this room, for all the children out in the children's church, all the volunteers. And Lord, you rose again and you're alive and you sent your Holy Spirit to live and dwell within us. And so Lord, we just thank you for all of that. I pray tonight, Lord, that as as I just share a few stories, Lord, would you come alive in people's hearts. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Uh, Who's enjoying the weather? No one. No, I reckon the ducks are even sick of the weather. Right. Anyway, but uh, who's, who's got a fireplace at home? Who's been, the fireplace has been roaring. It's good. It's good. We've got a fireplace. It's nice. It's nice and hot and it's all that. Especially if you shut some doors and get the fan going, man, you can get a real sweat up. Just sharing some, sharing some information that you didn't need to know. Um. But in our fireplace, I don't know how they do this, but they do it somehow. Birds. Birds somehow get into my fireplace. And one day I came home and I heard this. And first I thought it was rats, but then this is my house. I don't have rats in my house. Um, hopefully. Anyway, but I heard the. Anyone heard that, you know, that. Where is that sound coming from? And I just looked around and. I heard the t- 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 and then the t- 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 and there's a bird inside the fireplace. Now immediately I'm struck with this dilemma. The family is out. Is it better to light the fire now and and get the t- t- <laughs> <laughs> or or I said I was struck with a dilemma. I didn't say I did this. Or is it better to open the fireplace door and let the bird out and then try and chase the bird out of the house, right? Um, so obviously, me being me, I lit the fire. No, um, I, I, I had a plan. I went around the whole house before I opened the fireplace door. I went around the entire place and I opened every single window as big and as wide as I, I could. But, um, you know, there's a couple of windows that could have gone out straight away and life would have been good for it. But some of you haven't been to my house and that's okay. But if, if it comes out of the fireplace, turns left, go through a window, great move. Great move for the bird. If it doesn't come out of my house and go left, out of the fireplace, go left. And if it goes right, it's a maze. 
It's got to navigate a whole lot of different ways. It's got to either go into the lounge, then hang a left and go straight ahead and get to the window there, which is not a big window, but it's big enough. You can get out that window. Or it's got to go into the conservatory, which is a sunroom, and then there's glass everywhere. There is glass everywhere and not all of those glass open, right? And there's only some windows in some places that open. They don't open like that. They open like that. So there's still like, if you're going to hit that window, you could knock yourself out and drop down. You'll be out, but you'll be knocked out as well. So the bird had a lot of thinking to do to get out of this fireplace. But anyway, I, was, I um, got all the windows open and I... Uh, uh, I, I slowly crept, you know, because birds are scary things. <laughs> and so first I went out and I, uh, I got my weed-eating helmet and pulled the visor down and, and I got my gloves on and my beehive suit and not quite, not quite, but um, it's 5 p.m. We're allowed to embellish the story as a little bit. Um, but I went up to the fireplace and I pulled the, pulled the door open and, you know, it was pretty much as smooth as that. <laughs> and, and, I, and then, like, nothing. Yeah, someone's enjoying the story. Nothing, nothing happened. And, and I'm like, come on, bird. You've been... And tap, 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 tap. It's like, you better get out of there or I'm just going to throw a fire starter in there. And uh, so anyway, I'm like... I like nothing happens, and so I get a little stick just to help encourage. And I like little bend over the fireplace, and I'm looking at this fire, and this bird looks at me, and it blinks, like winks. I'm like, are you sure about that? You're not out of that fireplace yet. I'll KFC you or whatever. But anyway, this this bird, this bird. Um, doesn't move, and so I get this little stick, and I, I walk around the fireplace because I just wanted, you know, make his. I didn't want to confront it. I, I wanted to get around and just sneakily get the stick in there to and encourage it out. And so I'm there. I'm sneakily. I put this little stick in there, and and I just and then and then this thing, this bird rockets out of the fireplace, and if it turned left, it had a good chance, but it didn't turn left. It turned right and it went into the lounge and you know and then it and it comes up against the window and anyone know what I'm talking about? Anyone had a bird inside their house? And the worst thing about it, every time there's a there's a right, you know what I mean? Every time it hits the it's a head on the window, it it poos itself. I'm like, stop it! I gotta clean that up. And and so. This bird is just like, I'm like, I'm like, what do I do? And so anyway, the brave person that I am, I, I went and got the largest beach towel that I could find. And, and I'm like, I'm going to, I know what I'll do. I'll catch the bird. I'll catch the bird. And um, so it's in the corner and I'm like, just, I'm, I'm walking like this mainly because I don't want to scare it. It's not, I'm not scared. And I walk over it, and it's looking at me, and it's, you know how birds do that little twitch? I don't know why they do that little twitch, but it's pretty scary. <laughs> and every time it twitches, it's like, it's like, I don't know, I don't know what's going on. And so I have this towel, and, and, and like I go, 
And who knows, towels are really hard to control. Like the only way they actually go where you want them to go is if you scroll them up and then throw them, right? And so this towel floats up and then it goes nowhere near the bird. So, and the bird takes off and starts pooping in another place in the, in the, in the house. And so eventually I, it flies now into the conservatory where it just has no chance because there's windows everywhere. It thinks it's clear, but it's not clear. And, and so this bird's in there and it's going one side. It's like tennis. And, and so anyway, it's like, oh gosh. I'm like, bird. I start talking to the bird. It's like, bird, listen to me. I'm just trying to help you. I'm, the bird's like, has got no idea what I'm saying because it can't speak English and I can't speak bird. And so in the end, I just, I shut the doors back into the house. I leave all the other doors out and I just decide just to walk around. One end, I was going to go out one time or another and I keep going. And finally, finally, the bird just flies out of the house. It was a great day. It was a great time. It was probably about 45 minutes of exercises that I had previously not planned on. My nutrition levels were well low. And so anyway, I go, go away and then, then I come home, go away and then next day I come home and I'm like, you are kidding me. There's a bird in the fireplace again. And this time I had to really think. Um, whether it was going to be KFC or whether I was going to go. And so again, I was like, no, I know how to do this now. I'm going to, I'm going to work it through. And so I opened up every window and, and you know, after half an hour of <laughs> and cleaning up poop, uh, this bird flew out of the, uh, of the, of the door and, and it was good. And we've had no birds come back. Amen. I know it doesn't mean a lot to you guys, but it means a lot to me. Here's the thing is, um, some of you may know a very famous psalm out of the Bible, and it's Psalm 23. Um, and, and it's a great psalm, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. He lets me rest in greed meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along the right path. Why I share that, with, that story with you tonight, and, and I sort of gave it away a little bit when I was trying to talk bird language. I was like, bird, I'm just trying to help you. I'm just trying to help you. And, and, and that's exactly the same when it comes to Jesus. When, when it comes to Jesus and we've maybe not flown into His fireplace or whatever, but we're living life and we're doing things the way that we want to do it and we're getting ourselves into all sorts of circumstances, all sorts of situations. And then Jesus is just like, He's like, I've opened this window over here for you to fly out of. And I've opened this one and I've even, even if you choose not to go that way, hey, I've got another plan over here that I'm gonna open up a window of escape for you and, and, and you're gonna get, be able to get out of there. And, and even if you do fly into a window and you do mess up, like the bird, it doesn't matter even if you do mess up, look, I'm gonna make another path for you. But all you, all you gotta do is just speak, speak my language just a little bit. 
And this is what the Bible is about, is learning how to speak God's language just a little bit. Because when we, when we speak His language, He will lead us along. He will guide me along the right path. But we're, we're just like the bird. We're just like the bird. We, we, we can choose to fly in whatever direction we want. But and we, think, we think this direction is the right direction because it looks good and it feels good and this is the way that we're supposed to, this is the way I want to live my life. That looks good over there for some reason. We fly over there, but suddenly when we're flying over there, we can't see it coming, but there's a, a glass pane. And we're just like the bird, we fly into it and we get knocked out and we're like, oh, I didn't think that was gonna happen. But we flew that direction and we flew that way just because that's the way we felt like going. Who knows that, that just because we feel like doing something, it's not the, the thing that we should do. Uh, you know, and that's why I love the Bible. I love the Bible because it will give us direction. It will lead us along the right path. You know, in the life of the church right now, we've been doing a, a series called The Blessed Life, which is all about generosity. All about our opening our heart and forgiving people and, and being generous in life and all that sort of stuff. That's a window that God has opened for us to fly through. But we can choose whether we want to fly through that window of generosity or we can just live life our own way and fly along it. And then suddenly as Christians, right, because we like we fly into this window and smack ourselves and we fall down. And then we're like, God, why is this happening? Right? When God's sitting there, He's like, there's the open window over there. This is a glass panel, dummy. <laughs> but there's the open window. This is how I've made it for you. If, you. if you let me guide you along this path, I'll get you out the window. And I think a lot of the times we, we, we start blaming God for life going wrong and life doing this. Hey, unfortunately, life... God, Jesus has come to give us life and life in its fullness. And life in its fullness. But Jesus has come to do that. And the only way that we have life and life in its fullness is if we will be allowed to let Jesus guide our path. And, and, and this is the point that I'm trying to share with us tonight. We, all of us can be like birds and fly wherever we want to go. But if we want to fly in the blessed life, if we want to fly in the life and life in its fullness, we've got to fly along the paths that Christ, Christ gives for us to give. That's why, you know, when it talks about uh, sex out of marriage, oh, I've gone real quiet now. What is it? What is the Bible says it should be, you should be the husband of one wife. You should save yourself for that right person. Well, imagine what this world would be like if we had allowed God to guide our paths around sexual promiscuity, there would be no HIV in the world. There'd be no abortions. Now this got pretty heavy for a 5 p.m. But what a path. What a path of destruction. Because that's what the devil comes to do, is steal, kill and destroy. But I want to say tonight, you know, if we let God guide our path, and He'll let us fly through windows. And he'll, he'll open windows of opportunity. He'll open windows and ways to live life. And you'll live life in His fullness. Even if you fly back into the fireplace the next day. Amen. Because who knows that we do fly back into the fireplace the next day? Anyone? I've flown back into the fireplace 
And again, I was like, okay, God, He's just gonna open up that fireplace again and He's gonna let us go and we're gonna be able to go and make decisions. God's never in control of your decisions. He gives you opportunity. And I pray tonight, whatever opportunities you take, I pray they've been guided by the Lord and by His Word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Uh, another little story that I, I love in the Bible comes from um, Acts chapter 3. Uh, I love this story so much because it is, it's a story I believe that every single one of us can latch on to. You know, when someone says, oh, I don't have a story, you do have a story. You've got, you've got your story. You've got something that God's going to use you for. And in the story, it's about Peter and John at the Gate Beautiful in Acts chapter 3. And I'll just read it a little bit. It says, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. This is every day from birth. This person was put there. It, I, I, I can understand it from an adult point of view, right? But what about a child? What about a toddler? What about even a baby? That just messes with my head right there. I don't know if it messes with you, but it messes with me. And it wasn't until he was a man, says this, a man lame from birth was being carried in each day. I don't know whether they carried him in each day or it's just he's lame from birth. It's, it's all good. But they put him at the temple gate, the one called Beautiful, so that he could beg for, from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently and Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but, I all, but, I, but I'll give you what I have in the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene. Get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and he helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet and began to walk. Then walking and leaping and praising God, he went into the temple with them. He went into the temple somewhere he'd never been. He'd only got to the doors. He never got into the temple until someone looked at him. You know, I, I think... You know, there's, there's aspects of our lives where, the, where the bird, but then there's got to be aspects of our lives when we're the person that opens the fire door. Peter and John were on their daily routine of, of going to the temple. You know, as Christians, we, we form daily routines, whether it's, about, whether it's just about life, right? You know, you get up at 6.30, uh, put the coffee machine on, whatever, go and have a shower, brush your teeth, eat your food, eat your breakfast, get into the car, go put the, make the lunches, whatever, go and do a routine, all that sort of stuff, right? Anyone enjoy the routine? Some people do. Um, and then, so Peter and John are, are just doing their daily stuff. And then someone gets their attention. And this is what I believe about us as, as Christians.
See, see, see Shyla. Where's Shyla? Shyla's over there. She's like, I was just on Facebook. Oh my gosh, what's he doing? <laughs> but see, see, this is this is all good. You're good. You're good. Shyla is doing a daily routine at school, being who she's who she is, doing life, being that bouncy, bubbly personality, which is awesome, which is great. And suddenly a friend or someone that she may not have noticed before, a girl called Holly, just sitting there going through life, not really coming or going. I don't really know her. I don't know her. I don't know what she was like before. She met Shyla. We heard a little bit about it tonight. But then suddenly someone got her attention and someone said, hey, you know what? I I got no lunch for you. I got no silver or gold, but what I do have for you is relationship, and and I wanted to point you to someone called Jesus Christ. That that's see see we we also can be the person that opens the fire door. Where where God leads us, God leads us through stuff, and He points us and He guides our path. But again, the Lord was calling us to now help lead others. And, 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 and a whole lot of people are out in, the, out in this world just not, are, they're looking for the wrong things. They're thinking the bigger in this story is thinking that he's gonna get money because everyone else has given him money. So he's like, oh, well, this is good because it translates into food. Um, but at this moment, someone had the wisdom to go, you know what, actually, I don't have what you think you need, but I know what you need and I have that. And as Christians, I pray that we would be bold enough just to say, hey, I actually don't know everything that you're going through. But what I do know is that I can pray. Um, You know, I've only had one person in the 25 years that I've been a Christian say, no, I don't want you to pray for me. And that was a sad moment that someone would actually just say no. But I've had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people saying, yeah, I'd love you to pray for me. Uh, So don't ever be discouraged if you get that one. But know that what you carry, know that what you have is gonna influence and change your whole life. See, this beggar had never been into the temple, never been into the presence of God in that day. But when someone took the time and they looked at him and said, this is what I have for you and brought them into the presence of God, and brought them into a place of change. Then what happens is we stand here or we sit there tonight and we we get to participate and we get to watch people stand up here and declare their love for Jesus. Why? Because because people are going over outside of themselves just pointing people to Jesus. You know, there's nothing like, the joy that Shyla has right now sitting in that seat. She's like, will you stop using my name? You know, the joy that she has, but then the joy that all the youth leaders have. Every Friday night, they put up with them. (laughs) They take them to Shark Conference and put up with them. They take them to Cromwell and put up with them. (laughs) Summer Revo. Fundraiser coming up. <laughs> yeah, so in this case, silver and gold they do need. All right. So 
feel free. Give them Jesus and give them silver and gold. <laughs> Told you the 5 p.m. can go anywhere. <laughs> Easy. So I want to encourage you, do what you do. But don't always not look for the natural answer. Look for the answer that's going to take them further than just a, a quick fix. Look for the answer that's going to take them into relationship with Jesus. Here's the thing, it's going to take your time. And it's going to take your effort. You know, the story of the, of the Good Samaritan, I'm not going to talk about the three types of people, but I'm just talking about how the Good Samaritan, he, did, he, he gave over his time because he took that person to and in. He gave over his treasure. He paid for the person to be healed, uh, to get bandaged up. And he took them to and in. And he came back again. He had relationship. He came back again to check on that person. You know, the way to reach this world is through relationship. The way to reach this world is to point people to Jesus, but then to be a friend to them as well. And the only way that as we'll grow in, in, in Christianity and the church will advance is if people will continue to point people to Jesus, but also open their world and have more relationship with people. And, and how do you do that? You choose. The, the Lord says in the Bible, it says, uh, you know, teach us to number our days. So we've got enough time. But are we going to choose to be like Peter and John, to slow down from our, our daily activity and just go, you know what, I'm going to take notice of someone this week. I'm going to take notice of who that person is. I'm going to believe for that person. I'm going to pray for that person. I'm not just going to walk past that person now. I'm not just going to keep going into my daily routine. I'm going, to, I'm going to believe I'm going to be available for the Holy Spirit to leap in our spirit in Jesus' name. The last little story, um, which is, a, is this great story in the Bible. And uh, I'm going the wrong way because you can't keep going left after Matthew and, keep, and find Luke. There we go. Um, in, in Luke chapter 19, many of you may know this story, and it's a story, if you've gone through Sunday school, about the little wee man, little wee man called Zacchaeus. And I really love this story because it really is just the heart of Christ. Uh, it's the father heart of God in, in Luke chapter 15 about the parable of the prodigal son, knowing that you can go and do anything that you want, but the father is still going to love you. And, he, and that's the promise and that's the principle of God that you can never, ever deny. The Father, the heart of God loves you. But I also love Zacchaeus because it's, a, it's an active, it's a visual context, it's a visual relationship that Zacchaeus um, got the attention of Christ, the attention of Jesus. And this, in the story of, of Zacchaeus in, in, in Luke chapter 19, um, it says this, Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region and he had became very rich. He, he tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore, sycamore fig tree um, beside the road for Jesus was going to pass that way. Uh, when Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and he called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quickly come down. I must be a guest in your home today. And it goes on and it says that he becomes a guest in Zacchaeus' house and, and, uh, and, he, and he forgives him. And Zacchaeus realises who Jesus is and he has this revelation about returning some of the money that he had stolen and all this sort of stuff. 
But apart from that, I want to tell you tonight that if you're in this place and you don't know Jesus, Jesus knows you. Maybe you've never, ever given your heart to God. Maybe you've never, ever known about the pursuit that Christ has for you in your life. Just like the story in Zacchaeus, with Zacchaeus in Jericho, um, the Lord has, has, a, has a Jericho moment for you. The Lord is pursuing you. But here's the thing is, I wonder whether you'd just put your head above the crowd. I wonder whether you'd just sneak ahead of, of, of the crowd. See, the crowd resembles, I, I believe, a whole lot of our world, right? A whole lot of our world. The crowd, and the crowd can be those people in, in our world that, 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 that don't even know about church and don't even know about, and in fact, they know more about who you are in your old life. And the, and, and, and the challenge is to get past the crowd because uh, the crowd is going to be the people that say, oh, what, what are you doing? What are you, what are you going after this Jesus person for? Why are you doing this stuff? Is that the uh, civil defence thing? All right. What's that? Unlock your phone. Everyone unlock your phone. Unlocked it. All right. So um, here's, here's a little tip. If you didn't receive a text message, your supplier doesn't love you enough. <laughs> And I, oh no, here comes, this, here comes this other suppliers. All right. No. Anyway, shush over there in the little, little hand. All good. Everyone's excited. Isn't it, isn't it exciting when you get a text message? Like some of these guys have had no text messages all day. And they've been waiting for this text message. And it came through and they're like, yes, someone loves me. Awesome. It's like any, anyone older than 40 still hope that like a handwritten letter comes in the mail? Because well, if it's handwritten, generally it's not a bill. Anyway, going off topic. Um, every single one of us have to choose to, to run ahead of the crowd. And, and, and I believe that that's this, 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 this the courage that God's given you. See, I don't know if, if you've ever heard it this way, and I've heard it from a few people, and I just like throw it out there because it is catchy. Um, you know, it, it says, so he ran ahead and climbed a, a sycamore tree. Um, it could be said like this, he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree. A sycamore tree for the slower people. But I, I wonder about you. I wonder, in my own life, sometimes I'm like, I miss those opportunities of walking past the, the gate beautiful. And I, I, I miss that opportunity of speaking into that, that person's life. And so every time I miss that opportunity, I run to Christ and I say, Lord, help me. Lord, show me how I can, how I can have a heart after you. Can I, Lord, show me how I can seek you more. And, and it's about letting our heart be transformed. Let our minds be renewed, it says. But let our hearts be transformed and take on the heart of Christ. Because we live in a world that is lost. We live in a world that is hurting. We live in a world that, that every second person I know talks about depression. 
Every second person, uh, or not quite every second, but you know, we live in a world in New Zealand where suicide is a word that's thrown around like peanut butter and jelly or jam. It's the word that is just, it's, it's just, it's almost like a cool word. But it's a word that is destructive. It's a word that's destroying lives. And, and, and I wonder if, if we could be the church of Jesus Christ where we, we, we would know what it is to have been the bird in the fireplace, but we could also know what it is to be the, the person that opens the fireplace like James, uh, Peter, uh, Peter and John. And we could lead people to a place of freedom because there's just so much joy when we sit in those seats and we can just see three. There's three young people today, but hey, I, I, it could be three 90-year-olds tomorrow. It doesn't matter how old people are when they declare their love for Jesus. And, I, and, and if, if there isn't a desire to see people changed in your world, I wonder if we just need to take a step back and get above the crowd and just spend time with Jesus. Spend time with the person that knows you by name. Knows, knows every hurt, every fear, every failure that you carry, but knows every answer and every bit of courage that He's placed in you. Because He's given you grace and He's given you gifts. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, it's about fanning into flame, stirring those gifts up that, are, that God's placed inside of you so that we can serve this world and we can serve the people in our, in our world that need Jesus. And so, you know, I love, I love baptism services because it's, it's awesome. We hear about the testimonies of people declaring their love for Jesus. But I also love them because it's a real opportunity to, to just seek, seek, seek God again and just go, Lord, how would you use me? How would you use me in the world that I live in? And even if you're here today and you're like a new Christian or even if you're an old Christian and you're still in that point where you're like a little bit anxious or you're a little bit timid that, that someone might label you as a, as a God bother or, or, or a Christian or a, a Jesus follower. Well, well here's the thing is, all, all I want to share with you is, wouldn't you rather fly through the window than keep flying into it? And, and tonight I just want to encourage you. We live in a world where it's coming up to Christmas time where a lot of people are going to celebrate Christmas. Are they going to celebrate Jesus? I don't know. We will because we know and we have the privilege and the honour and we know what Christmas is about. But Christmas is going to come and go for hundreds, millions of people. And they're not even going to blink that Jesus was born. They're not even going to take two seconds to even say grace at dinner time. And they're going to miss the windows that have been opened for them. They're going to miss the life that Christ has for them. They're going to keep flying into windows and breaking their, <laughs> knocking themselves out and making a mess. But you and me, we've got the secret. And the secret is the love of Christ. The secret is the freedom that Jesus gives to us. Amen.
We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipperschurch.com.